one critique of education, and it's usually a fair one, is that it was created for a certain kid that existed a long time ago. We've all heard this, right? The factory model, blah, blah, blah. And school has not changed. It still looks the same. That's what uh, critics say. Well, here's the thing. Today's guest is uh, a leader of an organization that has existed for 132 years in uh, the U.S. And her organization has had to pivot uh, and and um, change and evolve and iterate uh, multiple times over the years. And it used to be a long time ago uh, focused on a singular place. And now it's evolved to supporting specifically uh, female students in schools. So I'm really pleased to be bringing this uh, conversation to you today. And uh, can't wait to hear what you think about it. Hey, it's Danny and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out of the box leaders making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to successfully drive school change and help your diverse stakeholders establish priorities and improve practice in leading change. A certificate of school management and leadership course from Harvard. Leading change runs June 16th to July 14th, 2021. You can apply by June 4th at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose virtual PD is equipping thousands of teachers with the skills they need to create engaging, equitable, and rigorous virtual or blended classes. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Hey, hey, Ruckus Makers. Today, I am joined by Shaban Davenport, a mother, author, and president and CEO of Contentin Services of Greater Washington, a 132-year-old nonprofit that empowers 6th to 12th grade girls to overcome obstacles and reach their full potential. Shaban's personal story, combined with nearly 20 years of experience in youth development, make her an expert in holistic programs that drive youth social, emotional, and academic success. Shaban, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, this is great. And I don't know that I've talked to anybody who is at the helm of a 100-year-old-plus organization 
And I'd love to start there and just check in what that is like. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting being at the helm of this organization because it started over, uh, as you mentioned, 133 years ago uh, as a home for teen and, and young mothers, unwed mothers. And what was found is that a lot of these women had been sex trafficked. And so uh, the founder, who was a philanthropist, Charles Crittenton, and partnered with a woman who was ahead of her time, Dr. Waller Barrett, who uh, founded the first home. And then they ended in, in Washington, D.C., and they ended up founding, founding several homes throughout the country uh, where they were essentially not just rescuing these women and young girls, but also providing them with job training skills, parenting skills, so that they could, at, when they left the home, take care of their children. So we didn't survive that long on uh, without without evolving and and understanding the what young women and young girls need and so we moved from being a a, a place-based nonprofit to a school-based nonprofit and we look at now serving the entire girl ensuring that her emotional intellectual physical well-being is certainly cared for Right. And, and something you're probably known for saying, I, I took notes down from our last conversation. You said we, we meet girls where they are, but don't let them stay there. What's the significance of that idea uh, to you? Absolutely. What our program leaders who are trained in social emotional learning practices, trauma informed care and positive use development, they create small group experiences of 12 to 18 young ladies and it's a safe space. So our teen girls know that they will not be judged by the circumstances that they're facing, by what is happening in their home, in schools, in relationships, et cetera. So once young young people understand that they're not judged, that they're supported, what ends up happening is a sacred sister circlehood is is in, uh, evolves from this meetings. And our young ladies meet weekly. Uh, with their program leader throughout the school year. And I had one of our alums share with me that she didn't necessarily like everyone in her group, but she loved each and every one of the teen girls that were in her group and stays in contact with them to this day. And she's graduated from high school 10 years ago. I love the alliteration to the sacred circle sisterhood, also a tongue twister, but it's a really uh, beautiful image that you put into our minds. You know, with, with that you talked about safety and the importance of not judging. I'm just I'm curious if there's something organizationally you do. Uh, and I, I don't know the term that you might use, like facilitators or coaches or the people that serve um, these girls. But how, how do you how do you remove that? You know, because I see it getting in the way of so much, you know, and sometimes it might be our unconscious biases that are getting in there, too. But uh, yeah, I'd love for you to riff on safety and suspending judgment. Oh, yes, absolutely. How we do that, it's, it's very intentional. It really is. Okay. And I think you're right. We're living in a society now where we're so fragmented. Everyone is in their silos and, and we're yelling at each other, not talking to one another. So our, our program leaders spend a, about six to eight weeks in the beginning of the school year 
really building those uh, those circles of trust, the sacred sisterhood circle, as I had mentioned earlier. So it's all about the teens themselves describing you, what do you want out of this experience? What would make you want to share? Um, how would you? How do you want to feel when you walk in these doors? So the teens really are instrumental in leading the way in setting the rules on what and how the the group will operate and how they will interact with one another. So it's very, very intentional. And and what ends up happening is your quieter girls who may not have said anything for most of the school year will suddenly become your most outspoken girls by the end of the school year. We hold a spring event called the High Tea. And I remember one young lady who was at my table. She was a a sophomore in high school. And uh, she had attended an event that we held called the Leadership Summit, where we bring girls together for a weekend of intensive, uh, but fun, because we are teen girls. We have to make everything fun as well. An intensive leadership training, but also making it just a wonderful weekend experience for them. And she was shy. I was shaking hands, saying hello. She wouldn't make eye contact. But by the end of that weekend, when I pinned her for her graduation from the Leadership Academy, she was just so confident and smiling. And then a few days later at our high tea event, she's at my table. We're having great conversations about what high school is like for her. And I shared that my own daughter was about to enter high school, how nervous she was. She says, oh, when she comes, don't worry about it. I will be talking with her. And they had a beautiful conversation where she answered all of my daughter's questions and told her, don't worry about high school. You got this. You've been preparing all your life for high school. So it was just nice to see how the support that our young ladies receive from us, the non-judgmental support, will help them blossom with confidence and, and really live and speak their truth. Yeah, that's great. And just to unpack for the ruckus maker listening, uh, you, you mentioned how creating the safe space and suspending judgment is an intentional move on your organization's part. You know, that question was intentional, too, because I want listeners to then ask their staff and their staff to ask students, what does it take for you to feel comfortable and safe here and collect that? And then don't don't just collect it, but act on it, too. Right. Because that Absolutely. is a key. Yeah. To building a, a world class um, culture. So to me, like this stuff is all out there. But what sets uh, top performers apart from the other folks is that they actually do it. So make sure you take action. Um, speaking of taking action, I know that uh, the girls lead quite a bit of, of what happens within your organization. And I'd just love to hear more about how they, um, you, you, you talked about it a bit there, but yeah, how are their leadership skills grown and what are those opportunities that they do have? I love how you refer to your your listeners as ruckus makers, because I think of our girls that way. Um, We have a wonderful group of advocates and we are intentional about sharing with our young ladies and empowering them to not only that their voice matters, but to use their voices and they advocate for themselves and their communities, et cetera. But we also have advocates who have chosen police reform as their as their topic. And so what we are doing with our young ladies is training them on uh, what advocacy is all about, but then giving them the tools in which to utilize uh, their advocacy skills. And of course, being the wonderful generation that they are, they said, well, what about a social media campaign? 
We want to do that. <laughs> so the girls will step out in leadership and leading us adults um, in ways that they know they can connect with one another. I will share with you the, the pandemic has impacted our young ladies quite seriously. The young ladies that we serve face many challenges, but the pandemic has exponentially grown those challenges. But we had a group of our high school students who told their program leader they wanted to participate in a food drive that was going to be held at their school over the weekend. And they had already arranged with one another how they were going to get there and organizing themselves. And they were just informing the program leader that this is what they would be doing. So she said, well, you know what? I'm not going to leave you on your own. I'm coming. I'm going to help. So the young lady spent, you know, a couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon loading food boxes into um, the cars of those in need. And at the end of the food drive, each young lady took home a, a box of food because they needed it as well. So I was just so proud to see them step up in leadership and say, you know what? We're not, we don't want to be bystanders. We're not you know, victims in our own lives. There's something that we can do to make a difference for other people in our community. So those are the moments where I'm just so proud that our young ladies step up in leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're illustrating too, just the importance again, right? Instead of being passive, being active and being a part of the solution too. So thank you for that, Siobhan. So, you know, you mentioned uh, the pandemic had been hard for many of your girls and I'd love to hear more about the barriers that some of the girls face. It's important to me because, as you know, uh, Ruckus Maker listening most likely is a principal, assistant principal, although uh, they might hold another role somewhere within a school or a district. And, uh, you know, sometimes people just don't understand really, truly what's going on with students. And so this will be a generalization, but at least uh, in some respects, it will uncover some of the struggles that our students go through. So what are some of those barriers that your girls face? So the, some of the barriers that our teen girls are, have faced uh, since the pandemic is in, increased home care. And, uh, and what I mean by that is there are younger siblings in the household, cousins, et cetera. And our young ladies are taking the lead and helping uh, younger children either access distance learning, get on their computers, uh, or taking care of them while their parents are considered frontline essential workers. And, and that's taken away from their, their ability to study. And so we have seen uh, in the report cards that we collect, there has been a drop for most, not all, but most of our girls have had a drop in their grade point average for those reasons. Uh, for our high school students, we're seeing them having an increased role in providing financially for their families and helping the family to stabilize. So they're taking on extra jobs extra hours at jobs. And of course, this impedes their ability completely on their education. We did a needs assessment um, of our young ladies and we talked about mental health, mental well-being, and and they have identified on their own. We had 53% of our young ladies tell us that they have increased anxiety since the pandemic. Majority of our young ladies are sharing their, their concerns over an uncertain future. And these are weighing so heavily on our young people. So it's, you know, I hate to use the cliche, but it's just so appropriate. It takes a village. Our schools can't do it all alone. And we have great leadership of our principals and vice principals and uh, and teachers at schools, but they can't 
they can't be expected to address all of the needs of their of our young girls. So we need to be in partnership, which we are with our with our schools and other nonprofits as well. So we can all just circle the bandwagons and help provide the resources and support that our students need. But it's important for our school leadership to understand just the increased burden that our young girls are facing since the pandemic. I think this is a good place to uh, pause just for a moment and we'll get a message in from our sponsors. And uh, when we get back, we'd love to hear about uh, how it's important not to forget about the work that needs to be done at home and, uh, and a few other things. Learn how to successfully drive school change and help your diverse stakeholders establish priorities and improve practice in leading change. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Topics include adaptive leadership, culture equity, and more. Leading Change runs June 16th to July 14th, 2021. Apply by June 4th, enroll by June 10th, and get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, and we're back with Siobhan Davenport, the mother, author, and president, CEO of Contentin Services of Greater Washington. And we were just talking about a bit of uh, how, you know, we, we support um, our students, you know, at school and, and our focus is rightly there. Uh, but we can't forget about our kids at home. And if I remember correctly in my notes here, uh, you had a personal story of how your daughter needed some support too. So if you don't mind sharing that, we'd love to hear it. I, I would love to share it because I think sometimes we as parents are so busy with so many responsibilities that uh, we make assumptions about our own children. And so my daughter, who's always been a very engaged student and has always loved being a part of a school community. So when our schools closed uh, last March of 2020 uh, and all students had to be virtual. She was she was fine. I mean, she she ended out ended up the school year in a, in a positive note. But I think having lack of activity and connectivity during the summer, no camps, 
internship, she's a high school student and not having access to her friends, uh, she really disengaged. And so it was a surprise to me when I was getting notes from her school because they were concerned about her as well, that this wasn't the child that we recognize. Is Are you seeing these signs at home? So as I am working with teen girls, sixth through 12th grade and helping them stay engaged, even even in my own home, I found that I needed to really put focus and and help my daughter navigate this distance learning, which was which was quite difficult for her and many other students as well. I well, appreciate you sharing that personal story because yeah, you know I know the ruckus maker listening is very focused in driving results for their kids at school, and sometimes that takes away from from home. And so just a gentle reminder and nudge that your family needs you um, and to do your best. So I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. If the ruckus maker listening would like to potentially support your organization, I think you have some fundraisers coming up in the fall. And, and could you tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. We have the our largest fundraiser actually in the fall where um, we are invite those who don't know Crittenton. It's a wonderful way to get to know us. Uh, we, we recognize leaders in our community that are ruckus makers and making a difference in the lives of, of teen girls. And, and in addition to that, we invite our alum, alumni as well as as current students who actually get to introduce these powerful leaders, mostly women, some men that get it as well. And, uh, and they get to build a, a personal relationship and, uh, and it turns into really a strong mentor-mentee opportunity for, for our alumni as well as our current students. And it's just a fun jazz evening. Uh, we have a, a fabulous jazz artist who's on our board, Mr. Aaron Myers. And so, and he leads that night. And so not only do you get to hear from current students and past students, you get to uh, learn about some of the um, amazing work that leaders are doing in the community, all while listening to wonderful jazz. And it's just a, a great celebratory evening. Sounds like it. <laughs> Thank you. And the way that you can learn more about it, it it's on our website, www.crittentonservices.org. And we would love to have as many ruckus makers in the audience as we can. Yeah, and we'll link that up in the show notes so uh, people can just click on that and, and head over to your site. Well, Shaban, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world for just a day, what would your message read? If I could add a marquee and and even I'm going to add some fireworks to that marquee. Why not? And it would be let teens lead. Uh, I think sometimes it's we as adults, we have wonderful experience in our lives and we get into a point and I'm, I guess I should talk about myself. We get to a point where we say, do this, do that, do the other. And we forget that teens are uh, are the experts in their own lives. They come with so much experience and they know what they need. And we can be a support to them uh, in, in getting the services that they need. I love that line that teens are experts in their own lives. Uh, I really, really like that. That's resonating with me. You're building a school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources, your only limitations, your imagination. How would you build your dream school and what would be your top three priorities? 
Oh, I love this question. I really <laughs> do. And I, and I would imagine uh, anyone who is serving children in the ways that we do ha- has this dream school in mind. Uh, so the top three things of my dream school would be every adult would have to be trained in social emotional learning practices and trauma informed care. So uh, they can see the whole child and understand if a child is falling asleep in class, it's not to punish that behavior, but to ask what's happening at that in their in that child's home that they are not able to stay up in class. So that would be number one. Number two is really having smaller class sizes and teaching children, uh, teaching teachers, teaching educators how to be group facilitators and how to do real group building skills, so that students have a say in how. The classroom will be uh, respected, how everyone in that classroom will be respected, and and that they have um, a stake in their own education. And then the last is uh, the last practice I would recommend is mental wellness practices and having green space at schools and building in breaks in the day that children can get out for 10 minutes and, and be in nature, which has been proven to be a real mood booster. So um, that would be my, my dream school. Love it. Well, Siobhan, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? I would love for all of the ruckus makers to remember, let teens lead. <laughs> and did so be a partner in their lives and uh and to to remember that they are the teens are the experts in their own lives we as adults are just here to provide the support that they need thanks for listening to the better leaders better schools podcast ruckus maker if you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.